That is the most unbelievable part of this movie where she's just like, um, yeah, I'm really upset with you, so I'm not going to text you for like a week, but like, you know, like, I'll get back together with you later. Like. Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name's JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson and Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What's up, nerds? And Ian Anderson. <laughs> Some shit. So yeah, with, uh, of course, coronavirus out there, uh, we are recording remotely, so we're trying to figure some of those things out, so please forgive some of the scratchy audio, or it sounds like we're pretty distant, and some weird things like we're on the phone, so uh, we appreciate your patience with that. We are working to get that to where the audio is better. Yeah, so thanks, guys. Let's keep moving. All right, so if this is your first time to our podcast, this is our trial series where we discuss the facts of a movie, we pass some judgment, and then we let you know our verdict. And this episode is a special episode of our trial series. We are reviewing a movie that came from a listener request. So uh, here's what she said in the email. I've listened to your first three podcasts and really liked them, but I've never seen any of these movies. One of my favorite movies is The Town with Ben Affleck and would love to hear your take on it. So thanks, Rochelle, for the request. We're excited to be talking about this movie. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. We do love getting these requests, so please send them into our email hosts at whatsourverdict.com. Uh, or through any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can find us there at What's Our Verdict. So send those requests in. We love doing these. So the movie we're doing for request is The Town. This movie was released in 2010, was directed by Ben Affleck, written by Peter Craig and Ben Affleck. It also starred Ben Affleck. I'm tired of saying Ben Affleck at this point. <laughs> um, it also starred Rebecca Hall, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Blake Lively, and Chris Cooper. The, the story behind this is a longtime thief planning his next job, tries to balance his feelings for a bank manager connected to an earlier heist and a hell-bent FBI agent looking to bring him and his crew down. Let's get started. What would you guys think of this movie? Javier, this is your first time seeing this movie, right? Yeah, I've never seen it before. Well, okay, I mean, let's I start now. with you then. What would you, you think? Um, I think overall it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I mean... I mm, yeah no it was good it was long but it was good it was wow sick. wow so you didn't like the yeah. movie <laughs> that was yeah, the I, endorsement <laughs> I think I'm gonna be the odd man out on this one but you know that's how I like it you know it was okay it was okay wow. yeah I think I that's the first time I've ever heard anyone say they didn't love this movie yeah I, I mean I didn't dislike it it was just it was good hold on what, what did you not it. like about it I want to know your gut not likes then. Oh, are yeah. we getting into this now? I, I yeah, let's do it. We're in, man. We're, we're reviewing this movie. What what didn't you like about it? Because I'm curious. I just thought it was kind of a stupid premise that like a longtime super detailed thief decides to just bang it out with a chick that they robbed and, <laughs> and kidnapped. Like that just just seems like a stupid move to me. Hold on. So you don't like someone going against their their general character? No, like, I mean... It's cool, I guess. It just, you know, didn't... I don't know. I mean, I was just wondering, because I'm pretty sure we had the same conversation about John Wick, and you were okay well, with his... Uh, well, that's different, because John Wick is an amazing oh. movie. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And, and, and if we're going to talk about that, then by that logic, JJ, you shouldn't like the town, because you hated the fact that John Wick went against his character. I did, but see, I didn't feel like this was that much against his character. 
No, and I'm not saying it's against his character. I'm just saying he's a stupid character. So if that's his character, <laughs> like, no big deal. He's just a dumb person. And how does how's he gotten away with robbing two banks and like eight trucks or whatever it is if he just sleeps with everyone he robs? Ridiculous. Well, and he, so let's just go ahead and back the train up because you're you're not wrong. It was a stupid move. However, that wasn't what got him busted. What got him busted was the non-chick that was involved in the robbery. That's what yeah. got him busted. And the fact that he wasn't willing to take her. Baby yeah, mama. See? Dude, he just banged the wrong chick. I'm just <laughs> it's just not not very professional of him, you know? No, but he, he banged her many times. He yeah. just wanted something more than her that wasn't white trash Boston county. Yeah, no, I get it. Like I get all of that. I'm not arguing any of those points. I'm just saying that it was it was an okay premise for an okay movie. All right. So I'm the one getting crucified here. Jeez. You are too. <laughs> I know I was going to say, I thought this was going to be one of those ones where we all were just in, in agreement. This is a fantastic movie and everything's good to go. I was, I'm actually blown away. I mean, I get the whole, it's a little long cause it is a little long, but I was surprised. I thought you'd love this movie. Like the action is unreal in this movie. Oh yeah. No, there are parts of this movie. Where I'm like, Oh, this is super dope. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> How could you not like the part, Javier, where he goes into the flower shop at the end and owns his promise and he leans into the guy and oh. like, here, let me tell you something. Bam! And then he walks back into the guy and just caps him. Like that, there's totally... No, I did. No, that was cool. But I mean, like, he didn't live up to his word. Like, the word was that if he hurts what's-her-face, then he's going to come back and kill him. And she didn't no, get he- hurt. And he just came back and killed him anyway. But he I thought you'd like I that. think something's going to happen to her. I'm coming back yeah. here and killing you in your own shop. And he did. Yeah, but, yeah. but nothing happened to him. He just needed, he just had some pent up aggression. He had no one to have sex with anymore. So he went and killed a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, they failed the robbery. Therefore, the, the florist was going to take that out on her. Um, That's why he went and killed her. Because them failing, he wasn't going to get his money because they, you know, half of it at least got taken in when. When Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner's character got taken down, and so he wasn't going to be able to pay the florist. This was the florist's job, so he knew he had to kill him, or he was going to go after her because he already sent the threat anyway. All right, okay, maybe I just don't understand like Irish mob mentality. Maybe that was just my whole problem in this movie. <laughs> I just think like, it's interesting because like, it's just to me it's such a simple premise, and so it's really interesting that it seems so overly can complicated. I mean, I don't like, think it's really complicated. Like it, so much killing. And let's be honest, that end when when uh, Jem gets killed, the reality of like that bullet getting stuck in his face and just sitting there yeah. and his face is all swollen. And, oh, yeah. And that was, was so brutal. I was like, you just never see things like that. Normally people get shot in the face and they look normal. Yeah. This dude's face is all swollen and you can see that he looks dead. I was like, damn. That was impressive. Whoever... I don't know. Did the makeup, the whatever was done to? No, I think yeah. they actually shot Jeremy Renner in the head, and then they just brought him back. <laughs> you would have got a lot more beautiful after that. Let's be honest. And, he looks like a and, little. And that's why, movie. yeah, and that's why he started doing Marvel movies because he has brain damage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we go. Still Every got time. it. All right. Well, Still I want to. I want to talk about. I mean, I so I. This is Matson here. I love this movie. I've seen this movie actually numerous times. I was excited to review this movie. I think it, it's probably the movie that put Ben Affleck on the map for me personally, because this was back about 10 years ago. I just, I thought the premise made sense for me. I mean, I know it's, does he go out of character to Javier's point? Sure. But I thought he was someone 
that wanted to find something more in life than just living in the same town, the same street, doing the same old things. And you saw the the story of him where he was a successful hockey player, but blew that chance based off what was holding him back with drugs and all these things. And then he saw this bank manager and this girl that maybe he could be something more again, do something more. And I wanted to believe that and it, he made it believable and I, I liked the story and it resonated with me. And along that way, there were some cool action scenes. And I thought the way that Jimmy Renner's character, his buddy, James died was really heartfelt and really sad. So this movie just, it, it kind of had it all for me. I, I thought it was balanced and really well acted. I agree. I really enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed this movie since the first time I saw it in the theaters. I've always been kind of a, a fan of Ben Affleck. He's done some movies that I didn't like. But for the most part, I've I've always really enjoyed him. But this is the movie that set him apart for me. Because you go back to Goodwill Hunting, I love his character in Goodwill Hunting, and I laugh because to me, this is like the twenty year old or twenty years later of that character is what my brain. Because he even makes like a a reference, and I can't remember what it is. I wrote it down, but I don't have my notes in front of me. The character in this movie makes a reference. Uh, one, he works at the same place, the Boston gra- Sand and Gravel. That's the same place that his character uh, in Goodwill Hunting worked. That. And so I started laughing. I was like, he literally is the same character. He's just 20 years later and he robs banks instead of that's what he's done now that his smart friend has left. So, but um, I've always really enjoyed him, but I love this movie. And I really like that his, his direction ever since then, when someone says Ben Affleck's directing this movie, I get excited. This was actually the first movie he directed himself in uh, not the first movie he directed, but it was the first one he did direct himself, which I, I really enjoy that. So what'd you think Ian? I think they did an incredible job with the casting on this movie. Yeah, you would, Ian. Characters fit super well um, with who they were playing. And, oh, man, I haven't seen this movie. I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in years. And I think watching it again made me fall in love with this one over again. Like, I forgot how much I loved this movie. Very intense. I feel like the characters are believable and relatable. Yeah, and some crazy action scenes. I love how detail-oriented they are about pulling off some of these heists even down to buying hair from some kid at a barber shop to like throw throughout <laughs> the crime scene and like wiping themselves down and scrubbing in the shower getting all the dead skin cells and hair off like that i don't know i i like details like that well it, yeah, it's cool. really realistic to me because it's one of those uh, movies where everybody all the the heist crew they all died except ben affleck's character doug and they died in a pretty gruesome way and it wasn't like this whole celebrated story i mean we know that doug goes on to be in florida and kind of i don't know some hillbilly on a boat kind of thing but the rest of them they go down and it was really believable to me in that sense but to to ian's point i love the the little details my one of my favorite images of the movie is them in the the nun mask they're they're in the minivan and then probably my favorite part where i actually laugh because this movie's not really funny to me they get out of the minivan and there's that cop there and they're holding all their guns and they, they look and they like they pause and they're like uh <laughs> and they just keep going yeah and the cop just kind of looks away he's like no i'm good i'm good it's such a smart decision <laughs> oh hell yeah and it's so real to me it continues with that realism right like it's if one cop's sitting there most of the time if he's looking at a guy with four semi-automatic to automatic rifles and he's there with his little sidearm and you're just gonna be like no i'm good and he's in his car not much he can do except die so uh, good on him for showing the fact that that's just a good decision i mean there's yeah. no reason to die for nothing at that point right unless yeah, you're good thing there weren't good thing there weren't unarmed <laughs> yeah. black guys because he was the exact opposite 
Yeah, the card in the truck's pretty. And I love the way Ben Affleck described him, right? So he's like, this guy thinks he's military and he's got his bulletproof jacket on the outside and his boots tucked or his pants tucked into his boots. I'm like, dude, that's some. Yeah, you over here. Yeah, exactly. That's some <laughs> observational shit right there. What'd you guys think of when they pinched him and they had him all in the room and they were questioning him? Did you guys like that part? What's the uh what's the it's not the the head cop not John Hamm's character Adam it, but it was like his second in command Dino or something Yeah I yeah. can't remember he was the one that was from Boston he's from, right? he was from the town like and I I love that part where uh Ben Affleck's character Dougie just basically called him out and said look you grew up here you know everything and you're going to be the one that turns on us and it basically is the rat. Uh, I thought that tense, that scene was was really intense. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, that guy's name is Titus Welliver. His name was Dino. The character's name was Dino. Dino. I knew him because he's on that show Bosch on Prime. It's a pretty good show if you haven't seen it. Yeah, so I love that scene when they're all sitting there and they're going at him. And he's just kind of looking at him like, you're not going to get me. And it's good luck. What does he say when he walks? Good luck with that print. As he's walking out of and the And then room. that that other the driver guy it, it pretends he like can't read and that that like yeah. whatever cop is like, All you Southeast like pretend you can't read. What do they 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 don't teach you or whatever? Like Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see that scene. I also like the fact that Ben Affleck's character tells him he's like he re- turns it back on him. So when John Ham Ham's character is telling him when you're begging me to be the guy that turns on your your partners and you know to get that deal and i'm gonna look you in the eye and tell you to go fuck yourself and then he leaves the little note on the back of his car just it says go fuck you i love that part he hands it to the lawyer so i watched and because i hadn't seen it when i was watching this and you guys were talking about the fact that ben affleck's character lives and goes to florida um i watched the extended version i'd never seen it before and it's available on hbo right now and so i was like i'm just gonna watch it because all it says is 26 minutes of extra footage and i'm like how can extra footage be bad in this movie it's not good there's a bunch of shit that doesn't need to be there there's some extended scenes none of it really helps the only thing that was interesting is it was there was a different ending originally there's a part halfway through after him and jem go and beat up the guys that attack uh what's her face the bank manager claire so after they when they go after those guys in their house and he shoots him in the leg or they beat him up or whatever there goes college soccer yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) everybody should have to try the boss snacks at least once on this podcast all i can do is is the pock de ca it's the only one i can do but no, so after they beat these guys up, the in right after he gives them the assignment, the florist calls those – you see those two guys walking into the florist shop. And then at the end of the movie, after the heist, as he's going to get on the bus to leave, there's two – those two guys are there at his car, his getaway car to go to the bus, and they shoot him and kill him. Hmm. And I was pissed when I first saw it. I was like, what the fuck? And then – after it's everything else continues the same so she finds the bag of money in the garden she sees the orange he's reading it to her you see that she's donated that money for the 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 hockey rink in his mom's name and to me and casey pointed out i didn't catch it i wish i could say i did but casey pointed out she goes i really like that more because it makes sense her sadness because at the end of the day she opens that bag she saved his life in the you know in the one way You'd think she sees the orange, she's quit her job, all she's doing is volunteering. What's keeping her from going down to Florida? 
And even in the the normal cut, it doesn't seem like she's going down there. But in this cut, you can see why, because he's dead. Mm -hmm. And over her being sad and sitting in the hockey rink, there's a newscast saying there was a shooting yesterday that involved the suspect of the Boston Red Sox thief, you know, Doug McRae. And so it goes through Mm -hmm. and you see that. And I, I thought Casey wasn't wrong. I was pissed at first. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, it's not, not a mistake. It's interesting to see how she was sad and it doesn't fit quite as well knowing that I – mean, you can argue that she decided against going, but I found that yeah, really interesting. Yeah, because he kidnapped her. That's another part of this movie that makes no sense. The idea that they're turning this like – this freaking crime it's a felony into this like romantic sort of like i'm different now i'm like he literally did this last week it's not different believable yeah and she busted his ass for it too she did she was downright mean to him oh by crying and telling him to get out of an apartment are you kidding me that is not an appropriate reaction to being kidnapped (laughs) no man Stockholm syndrome is real. That is the most unbelievable part of this movie. Where she's just like, um, yeah, I'm really upset with you, so I'm not going to text you for like a week. But like, you know, like I'll get back together with you later. Like that's. But that's she did it. That's not even true. You're totally wrong. She did it. She did it because he left her a shit ton of money, and she's like, well, I got better things to do here. I guess. Unbelievable. You're just being your 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 thought process right now is so irrational. You're hating to hate. No. How does that make sense? If any one of you guys were kidnapped, you wouldn't just go get a beer with the dude who kidnapped you next week, let alone sleep with him. With this guy, possibly months with this guy, because it was a good long time before yeah, the next. Long time. Heist. Yeah, I mean, that makes it even worse. Where, but here's the thing: is there's months where they're together. She falls in love with this guy because he's a nice guy to her. He treats her well, and she has no idea that he kidnapped her. Not very nice. She, yeah, but she was broken once she found out. And then, you know, it was one of those things where she was ready to give him up had he not been spying on her. And at the very last second, she decides at best to save his life. And then in the the regular cut of the movie, the original release, she doesn't go out to Florida. You don't see her going to pick it up. It's just a part of her life that she has to remember. Right. So I don't think it's bad. I get where she's coming from. You didn't, She didn't know for however long. You can't help but develop those feelings during that time. And that doesn't change once you find out you're pissed, right? She doesn't do anything for him other than save his life. No, I'm not saying that he emptied her bank account or or told off her mom at a family dinner. He kidnapped her. Um, so Casey told me she'd kill me if I didn't bring up Blake Lively in this podcast. She has she loves Blake Lively, and I don't. What'd you I guys think seen- of her character? I loved her character, but I don't think I've seen Blake Lively in anything before. Really? Like, what is she in? Probably movies that you wouldn't enjoy. The rhythm section. And uh, she plays a a scorned woman. Actually, not scorned. She just goes through some shit and then decides that she wants to become an assassin. And the fight scenes and the action's cool, but it takes forever to get there. So it takes a while. She was in A Simple Favor, the one with, uh, oh, no, I can't remember her name. My, my mind is not doing well right now. Anna Kendrick, where they're like best friends. That was another weird movie. Did you guys ever see The Shallows? Obviously no, I not. never saw that one. You should watch The Shallows. That one's a good one. She's a doctor surfer, and she goes out surfing and gets stuck on a rock with a shark. Um, and it's not like Jaws-esque. It's not over the top. It's just there's a shark that's feeding on a whale nearby. 
And so she's stuck on this rock and can't swim the distance to the shore without the shark realizing, hey, there's more food. It's pretty intense. I actually enjoyed it. I didn't think I would. It's one of the only movies she's done that I liked. <laughs> so there, Casey can be happy with me. Well, I brought I mean, up Blake Like Lively. I said, I thought her, her accent was really good. I mean, she was a, a key character in this story for screwing the whole heist up. And I thought, I mean, I thought her situation was believable. Um, Adam, the, the FBI agent, really used her to kind of get the group and say, hey, you've got all these drugs, you've got a baby, like a, a toddler, do you want to keep him around? And guess what? He, he being Dougie, bought a necklace for Claire, didn't buy it for you. And then you just know in her head, she's like, he did what? He didn't do this for me. And then she's just pissed. And she's like, you know what? I've, I'm enough of this. Enough's enough. He's trying to get away from me. He doesn't care about me. You know what? I'm going to give him the middle finger and just tell him F you. That was a dick move, though. Yeah, you don't rat out other Boston people, man. Other oh, no, not that. Like, oh, okay. He got a necklace for some chick he's known for like two oh. months that he kidnapped and didn't, didn't oh, get a necklace for a criminal. <laughs> yeah, I'm on her side, dude. If, well, of course if, if, you are. If I learned anything from Birds of Prey, it's you do not screw over women like that. That's all I'm saying. That's a fair point. That is a fair point there. I will he, agree with he, you on that one. He was asking for that. No, it is a good point. And I, I do like john ham's character as well in this like he's so like a dog with a bone like just will not let it go and he's just after him once he figures it out i love that he just is on them constantly i do like that he fails at the end to a certain degree but he got so lucky when he's chasing after jim in the cop uniform he turns around with that tech nine and he's doing that little circle (laughs) around the cop car Oh, yeah. He's so close to getting smoked. I was sitting there going, oh, my goodness. It was really intense. So I enjoyed that part quite a bit. But that whole fight, that whole was, gun was battle is cool. Was character James like, than... trying to kill him? It seemed like he was just trying to scare the like the, the crap out of Adam, the FBI agent. I was I had me wondering because I was like, how did he not kill him? I think it was a matter of luck and bad timing. But I think he was trying to get him. But I think he would have been okay if he hadn't as long as he got away. But he was screwed as soon as he started firing that thing off. Well, I was thinking the same with um, Adam's character because he has a shotgun and takes an open shot. Yeah. How did he miss? Like, I don't know how you missed that shot. Hey, just That's ask fair. the people in 1917. <laughs> they didn't even have they didn't have but shotguns, man. Missing. They had rifles. Yeah. I can at least but I love the, that. I love this the part even. when uh, James Jim Renner's character is about to die. He's behind like the the male like whatever the mailbox thing. And then what does he do? He goes and grabs the soda and he's like, and you know, like, but it wasn't really funny to me. I was like, I know why he's doing it. I was like, he's trying to get the uh, the last sip of life before he stands up and just goes out. I love that part too. The only thing I wish he'd done more is grab like the hamburger out of the bag <laughs> and taking a bite. Just like one of those, I got to get my last drink of soda. I got to get the last bite of a tasty hamburger and then I'll get smoked. But I do, yeah, I enjoy okay. that part too. Maybe you guys can explain this part to me because the conversation he had before this heist started was like, the funny thing about prison is all the guys pretending like they want to get out. To me, that sounded like he and people enjoy being in prison. Not him. He was oh, saying just that the other he, Yeah, he was saying that there's people, a lot of people in there talk about wanting to get out, but when it comes time, they don't really. He said, I'll never go back. That was his thing was he's not going back because he didn't want to be there. And he's oh, one okay. of he was different than that. He was saying most people that go have no problem being there. Oh, okay. Got it. Because that confused me because I thought he was part of that group of people who didn't mind being there. Then he's like, I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah, no, he he did. He was not part of that group. 
But let me tell you, dude, one of your friends serves nine years in prison for you and you never hear the end of it. Oh my gosh. Right. I got brought right. it up like every scene. You know, and there's a lot of movies that do that whole thing. I, you know, I did time for you. I took the rap for you. I, I get that whole thing, but I wish they'd left that part out. I wish that they were just really good friends and he'd serve some time. I, I don't love that. It was a matter of, you know, I, I did this for you because it almost feels forced at that point, which I didn't enjoy. I mean, it's very overlookable to me. I love this movie, but that is one small thing that I don't love. I did I keep say- going back forth with Jem about whether he was a really good friend or just a violent psychopath. And I yeah. think blended a lot. He played a really good oh, yeah. volatile character. Like I didn't know what to expect half the scenes he was in. Cause even when the times where he gets, uh, when Ben Affleck gets him to go beat those people up, you would think, okay, he's going to be satisfied with just crunching these people. No, instead he has to pull out a pistol and shoot the guy in the leg twice. And show him his face. And it's like, man, like even a, a situation that's already being taken to an extreme, he finds another way to take it even further. I think he did a really good job at playing that volatile, unpredictable character that you're like, man, I know you guys are best buds and all, but you should probably get away from this or guy pretty quick. When Dougie was having lunch with Claire close to her bank and he he shows up and, and sits down and, you know, we're all tense because she knows what that tattoo looks like. He has no idea that she knows. And you, you, I was just feeling for Dougie. I was like, oh my gosh, like if he turns the other way, like they're so screwed. But then that whole time, he's just like, he knows that that Dougie shouldn't be with this girl, just that tense moment. I thought they were going to have a scene like when he came back to the apartment, he was just going to start like trying to beat Dougie up and like go like fist to cuffs. But he showed a little bit of restraint there, which I was surprised to see because I thought he was just going to lose his his stuff. Yeah, he definitely is. There's some sociopath in him. I do love the part where he's looking at the guy that just got done beating these guys up, and he's like, what did you do? <laughs> he's like, Because you can tell the difference between controlled Doug and Jim, who has no control whatsoever, but that's his thing. What did you do? For my man to want to beat the shit out of you, like, what did you do? And I'm like, it's a good comparison between the two. And then he shoots him, and I was like, oh, there's that crazy ass. So, yeah, I, I really like how he played that character as well. It's it's pretty fun. But, I, again, I liked all of them in the crew. Mm-hmm. I like the big dude, and and I like the fact that the little guy, like, he's the ones that, that's able to get him in because he hacks the system. And I, it's just a lot of fun how he worked out the whole crew. And you can tell that he was just really smart, and he got a lot from his dad, good old Chris Cooper, who I loved, even though he's on the screen for, what, like two minutes total? He plays a perfect angry old dad. Yeah. His impact is pretty heavy, which I enjoyed. The little scene where he's talking to him in jail. I think the the best line is before they go beat up those guys, where he's like, I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. And you can never ask me why we're doing it. And we're going to hurt some people. And there's like a slight pause. Whose car are we taking? <laughs> yeah. I, I do love that part. Whose car are we taking? I hope we can all be as good of friends. <laughs> that, was a, that was yeah. right. That was a moment where I was like, what a great friend or a violent psychopath. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at this point, but maybe both. A little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what I thought too is like you're living, he lives with Jim, this brave, crazy psycho that he lives with. And he's doing his sister on the couch with him in the next room. I'm like, that takes some balls right there. Yeah. Because, yeah, I was like, ah, that's, I have a sister and my friends. I, yeah, that'd be trouble. Especially from a sociopathic perspective like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't end well. All right. So should we rate this movie? On that let's, note. Let's give it a rate note. in a, our second watch. All right. I'll start this time. Um, I'm going to give this movie a four. I really enjoy 
the action. I enjoy the thought process. I like a lot of the dialogue. I do feel like there were some things that were probably a little bloated, meaning they could have gotten rid of a few things, and I just still enjoyed this movie, but very little. I love the acting. I love the visuals. The direction was perfect. So overall, I just really enjoyed this movie. I could watch it many more times. It's not something I want to watch like every day, but it's one of those movies if someone said, hey, I want to watch The Town, I'd be all in almost any time. So uh, that is it for me. Uh, Matson, we'll go to you. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four as well. I really enjoy this movie, but I kind of resonate with JJ in the sense that for me, it's a little, it's just a little slow, uh, but it's something that it's one of those movies I could have it on the background and there's going to be certain scenes I'm going to return to. That's, I guess that's a big thing for me, uh, but great acting. I feel like the story really resonates with me personally, certainly uh, worth a second watch in my opinion. So a four for me. How are you here? I'm going to give this a 2.5 because... It rates that high because you have good actors and pretty cool scenes. It rates that low, though, because it's a silly premise, especially since these are all like like tight-knit, professional thieves, and they're just doing a whole bunch of stupid stuff. And it's slow. So yeah, 2.5 is the best I'll give it. If I'll watch it again, probably not. Like, I don't know. It's worth watching once. I just don't think it's worth watching twice. Matson's hand is literally over his mouth. I'm going to say, you sound so fake as you say that to me. How I just can't believe you can't like this movie enough. You gave Bloodshot a 2.5. Yeah, it's it's about honestly, Bloodshot was more entertaining to me. Maybe I should give it a two instead. Exactly, surprise me. Here's the thing, though: is here's the part that gets me because I'm the same way. Like I'm in shock right now. You gave White House Down (laughs) a higher score than. Yeah, I would like, much rather watch White House Down than this movie. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I'll watch White House Down again. Wow. This one, like, eh, I can't wow. say watching it again. I'm surprised yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. that's true. Like, there's there's shock to me, but I think it's just because I just can't. I sit those two movies side by side, and I'd rather put ice picks in my fucking nose <laughs> all the way up my nose than watch White House Down again. And I would watch this movie any day of the week. So I just can't fathom because most of the time Javier, Javier and I have some agreement with movies, but I've never been this opposite spectrum. It's a good, it's an okay movie. It's not that good though. Like it's okay. It's worth watching once for sure. I like that I enjoyed it. 2.5 is not a good rating. It's just, yeah. It's out of five. That's all right. I have, That's right. I have a, I could have done two 1.5, 1. I could have given it a 0. But no, it's a 2.5. That's better than 50% of movies. Middle of the road. It is it is better than 50% of movies. There you go. Hey, but it's also worse than 50% rating? of movies. Your, your rating, your opinion. Ian, what's yours? Um, I'm going to have to go with a 4 as well because I appreciate good movies. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I thought the uh, actors were well casted. I think they played relatable roles. Um, I love the relatable movie. roles. Uh, you know, yeah. sorry, we're rating I, now. All I can say is, if I had to be a criminal, if I was forced, I think I would do it this way. Like there would be that much detail. You would kidnap someone and then date her while yeah, being while she being investigated by the feds. We're That's about the worst life. plan ever. Sorry, just you'd be you the just can't appreciate a good high say, You would you would be just like Doug. You would be the shittiest thief ever if you did that. It just <laughs> doesn't make any sense. 
I didn't say I would go out with the gal that I just kidnapped. Would you watch it again? Yeah, I would definitely watch it again. And I really enjoyed watching it again. So thank you to Rochelle for giving us this recommendation. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Rochelle. Thank you. Um, We love it. So our next episode will be Ocean's Eleven versus The Italian Job. So please tune in for that. It should be a fun uh, arbitration. Also, don't forget, you can find us, again, through our lovely social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. You can email us, request at hosts at whatsourverdict.com, or if you just want to tell us how big and knuckleheads we are, we're okay hearing that, too. As you listen in iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. Let us know what you think about the podcast. It helps us grow the podcast. Please share with a friend. Tell everyone. Also, check out our sister podcast. That's What's Our Verdict TV. The website there is whatsourverdicttv.com, and we're currently reviewing Westworld episode by episode, so go check that out there as well. Um, you can also find links to that throughout our social media, and uh, we'd love to hear what you think about that one. And guys, we appreciate you tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone.